Well, what I, part in, the part in message for this today is your, your emotions are signposts. So when you've got frustration, overwhelm, turn up. Stop. Hello, I am Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. Hello, guys, and welcome to another edition. Okay, so as I find my feet on this new platform, and I try and understand exactly how this all fits together. I've had a bit of a week. Um, all sorts of different emotions going on right now. Um, I'm working with a, uh, a coach who's helping me uh, to pursue fulfillment, if you will. Um, and what I found is I've been struck with all sorts of different emotions. Uh, from overwhelm, frustration, um, even apathy to a degree, um, where... Everything I'm doing has been thrown into question. And when I say everything, I, I'm obviously not including in that general, generalistic comment, um, family and, and work and stuff like that. The, the things that you know, maybe we need to do or have to do at the moment. Um, this is more things I do by choice. So uh, the podcast coaching, my training, um, what else, um, oh, climbing, so all these different aspects of my life that at one point were giving me a degree of fulfillment or enjoyment, and not that they are not doing that now, it's just between time and the things that I want to do and pursue, my time is taken up with a lot of different things. So I'm trying to understand how this all fits back together. And it feels like a bit of a jigsaw. So what I've done is I've sort of stepped back and taken a massive deep breath. Um, I've been listening a lot to um, uh, uh, Abraham Hicks. And... What she said uh, that has really resonated with me this week in particular, and not just me, oddly enough, my wife is going through this very similar sort of thing, is, and this is my words, trying to phrase it as eloquently as they do, if you're constantly pursuing, then you'll never get to enjoy the fruits of what you've previously, all the effort you've previously put in because you're striving, you're, you're pursuing. I've always thought of pursuing as being good. Um, in fact, that's even my quote on, on my Facebook, I think, is the pursuit of the fulfillment of my own true potential. But sometimes it can feel like a bit of a race. Um, and lately, this, this is another aspect to it, it feels very much like time is running out again. Now, I was here four years ago. And four years ago, I found myself in a position, a very, very different position, uh, when of um, complete job dissatisfaction, um, cluster migraines, uh, depression, um, 
and I, I was just starting on my healthy habits slash um, fitness kick, if you will. And reflecting back, I'm, I am a completely different guy. Uh, I now have a level of uh, satisfaction at work. Um, I'm learning. I'm in a new environment. It's encouraging. It's, it's bringing me on. It's nurturing me. I now no longer, um, I wouldn't class myself as depressive, but I will say I have low thoughts. And that's a bit of a difference because the depression was something that I nearly medicated my way out of. Um, and the cluster headaches, I believe, were down to my suppression of my emotions within the work environment because I wanted to be the person that everybody else liked. Not which, which eventually just popped in my head then as I'm thinking about it. If I'm willing to suppress my own opinion, these others, then that makes my opinion worth less than their opinion. And if my opinion is worth less, what does that mean about me? It's one for me to think on. But anyway, that's the old me. So the new me, like I said, has got a job I'm content with. I'm learning, I'm growing. Um, I'm, I say I'm coaching, I'm podcasting, I'm training. I've sort of gone a bit freaky on the training. Um, and my, my, my uh, friend Ben Turner, the uh, athlete adventure, has been uh, not pushing me, but he's... Our discussions is our discussions have pushed me to be curious about creating something for myself, like a an event or something to pursue. Um, and I think I found it. Um, so I'm going to set myself up for the target in the future of the transcontinental. Now I've got a friend, Carl Speed, who's, who's actually done this, and it it looked truly awesome. So, um, and he's just completed the Silk Road. And when I asked him for advice, he, he commented, um, maybe look at bikepacking or a local Ordax or Land's End, the John O'Groats, which another friend of mine has just completed. So I think I'm going to go down the route of cycling. And it, I'm quite intrigued. There's lots of different aspects to it. I'm sort of semi-contemplating an event this Saturday, which would be a real baptism by fire. I've never ridden this far. I've done like 100 kilometers, I think, on a spin bike, but it's a bit different riding out in public with wind and everything else. So uh, this is what I'm playing with. But with regards to the overwhelm and apathy and frustration, which, not to push them aside, they are signpost to me that something's up so if something is up and i'm constantly pursuing it's causing me to reassess now if i've got to reassess it means that there's something needs reassessing if i if i'm feeling that need to stop then i need to look at everything i'm doing which i'm which i'm doing slowly but surely and turning things off and turning back on and see how it feels and my, my emotions are my signpost to myself I don't just mean as in myself I mean as in my inner self uh, a deeper part of me that 
allows who, who, who instinctively knows what I want and this might sound a little bit woo-woo or a little bit out there but hey I believe it you don't have to believe it but I believe it so if there's part of me that knows instinctively what I want the only way that part can communicate with me is my feelings so frustration overwhelm apathy they've all come together and I think it's like I said if I'm pursuing constantly pursuing I could end up in a position where I've got so much on my plate. The overwhelm then is through the roof because there's just so many plates being spun. I don't actually know which one to focus on. And that's where things get dropped. So it's sort of crept in early this stage. It's a lot earlier than the previous stage I was at three to four years ago, which I'm grateful for because there's not so many things on my, on my, on my plate for me to deal with. Um, but I'm just trying to understand how these things all fit together. I love my training. I love my podcast. And I love coaching. All bring different degrees of fulfillment. And I love climbing too. I really enjoy climbing. So now I've got to figure out a way to make all those fit together. Or combine them or find ways of achieving the similar end results which may not specifically be via one of those things. Like I used to uh, view being healthy or training as going to the gym. That's was my mentality was uh, I need to train, but what allowed me to drop the most weight was uh, no matter what the weather Monday to Friday, I walked to work. It's only two kilometers, two kilometers there, two kilometers back. I think it equates, I, I, I track the calories. I think it's about 200 calories up, 200 calories back, 400 calories a day. Now that's with being pretty consistent with my food, not being super strict, still having the odd Snickers um, and other things, but it's about that daily execution, the repetitiveness of daily action that has allowed me to get what I want to be with my weight. I'm trying to apply the same principle to other areas of my life. There's only so much time you've got and time is the, the greatest gift, the most abundant gift. And we get to decide how we spend it. So if for nine of those hours I have to work and for seven of those hours I'm sleeping, it only leaves me with eight hours left. And from when I get home till 7.30, I'd like to spend that time with my family because after that, the, the, the youngest one goes to bed and then from half past seven to when I go to bed, seven, seven, about two hours, is my slash mine and my wife's time. So now I need to understand if that's the case, how do I fit in my podcast my coaching and make them come together. Now, in the past, I've thought about putting episodes out of the coaching session. So inviting people to come on, have a half hour coaching session where we can talk things through and post them. I mean, if anybody wants to reach out, I would like to request a coaching session. So the only condition is we can, uh, we, we, we post it for the podcast. 
that would be good because then we get to share real life examples of helping people through um, their difficulties or giving them a path through. Everyone's got all the answers. I just help you get the answers out. So this is what I'm thinking. I'd, I'd like to put it out there to the masses. If you would like a call, please um, contact me uh, on crisisdecrushingit at gmail.com. And then we can schedule, we'll schedule a quick call to see, just quickly see and, and tie up, see if I'm a fit, see if you're a fit, and see what sort of issue we're looking at. And then we do the, then maybe dive into the call itself of actually uh, doing the session. And then, I mean, you get to put your uh, session out there to share with others to help them learn from your struggles. I mean, that's this is what I'm doing, and I'm trying to express my struggle in a way that allows you to maybe think about your struggle differently. We've all got different struggles. The more we share, the more we learn. And this is what I'd like to, this podcast to be about. I don't want to turn into a massive ramble. I'm already 15 minutes in. But what I, part in, the parting message for this today is your, your emotions are signposts. So when you've got frustration, overwhelm, turn up. Stop. Look at what you're doing. Write down all the different aspects of your life, excluding the ones that are non, non-conditional, as in family, and work unless work is conditional and then look at the other aspects how much time you've got left and reassess how you can fit those things you want to do into that time so I've, I've done this now and I need to the only way I can think of doing it is to either combine the coaching and the podcasting or to designate certain time to the podcast or the coaching but if I focus on these here's the crux if I focus on both they may both grow slowly. Whereas if I focus on one, one may then bring on the other. Now, being the person I am, uh, which, is, which can be a serial procrastinator, uh, overthinker with the engineer in mind, uh, belt and braces, think everything through, um, despised double handling, um, I could quite easily get stuck at this point. So I'm just going to pick one. I'm going to, I'm going to offer this up and see, if, see what comes back. If nothing comes back, I'll pick one. Um, and if that doesn't work, I'll pick something else. Because that's the joy of choice. It doesn't have to be the perfect decision for it to work. It could be an okay decision that works, that you then pivot down the road. So I just wanted to share that with you. Like I said, I've been feeling a little bit off. Um, but sometimes there's a lot of work and pursuit that's gone in the last four years. But I haven't really taken pause to reflect. I mean, I, I, I am not quite half the man, but I'm certainly a, a lot of the previous man has been left behind uh, in the gym uh, and on uh, the hill on my way to my works. So that's good. And I'm well chuffed about that. Uh, my mindset is, uh, my mindset is how to phrase it. 
I'm a different person to the one I was. In, in, for me, in the best type of possible way. Because I'm turning into more me. And that means expressing my struggles, my obstacles, my feelings, in a way that allows other people to learn from and experience and just know it's normal. It's fine, you know, to, to think, to term that life should be happy gives you a false view of life. Because if you, if you were constantly happy, you'd never desire anything. And if you never desired everything, then what's the point? Because you need, and this again goes back to what Esther says with Abraham Hicks, you need the contrast. You need what you don't want to understand what you do want. And then once you've got what you do want, maybe you want to improve it, which therefore means that what you have got is not quite what you want. So then you can, have, you, you can want a little bit more. There's a lot of beliefs that I'm undoing as I'm working through this uh, in my own head, discussing with my wife and my friends. And yeah, and uh, another, like I said earlier on, another part that she says is if you're constantly pursuing, you never let what you've done catch up. And if you never let what you've done catch up, you're going to miss the journey. And this is something else that's become quite apparent to me the last two weeks. Is as, I, as I'm pursuing things and I'm like, I'm up early and I'm training and I'm coming home. And what I'm noticing more and more is the fulfillment and happy moments I get and how noticeable they are to me, such as taking my boat down the park. Um, having some game time with my elder son, um, doing some cooking with my daughter, or cooking, cooking, I love to cook for my family. Those moments which seem quite, I suppose, or could seem quite insignificant because they're so brief and fleeting. Yet, surely, if we're constantly in pursuit of the goal, you actually don't know how long that goal is going to take unless you're very strict and very rigid, very regimented with your actions to pursue that goal. So say, say you set yourself a task or a goal and it's a year ahead. You've then got a year to achieve the goal which you feel is going to give you something. If we can shift our perspective from a year down the line, I can have this to a point where a year down the line, I will have experienced all this. You're then at the future state, appreciating all the growth that's gone before, as opposed to thinking, right, I now have this and this will make me happy. Because once you've achieved this, what's left? You've achieved it. You've got it. And that feeling is then, now it's then present. And if it's present, as soon as that feeling is present, it's then gone. And when, so if we can reflect that day to day, we're living and searching for the, not searching, we're allowing those moments where we actually acknowledge 
a sense of contentment or fulfillment. And I don't mean sitting on a settee eating chocolates, watching Netflix. Although if that's your thing, that's your thing. But there's only so much of that you can do before you start to become bored. And um, so how do you look for those moments and how do you recognize those moments where those sense of contentment and fulfillment comes in? Now for me, it's, it's, it's like a little, a little flick of uh, it, like, almost like I take a camera shot and I think, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is nice. Like the other day we work, we, we went out for a meal after work and we went for a walk down the beach. And we went down Ogmore and we caught the sunset coming back, which was absolutely beautiful. And it was, truly was, it was stunning. It was a, it was a deep red sky and the dark clouds on the horizon. And it was, it, you know, with the backdrop, everything was black. The no, no streetlights were limited. And it was quite dramatic. But that alone felt special. And I, and I found myself wishing the family they were to see it. So, yeah, I, I, I digress. Anyway, so what I was getting at was, how can you turn on the switch to yourself to be more aware and more understanding when you have those moments because if we constantly pursue we never let what esther says is let the grid fill in and i quite like that term let 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 your grid fill in because she says if we were humans we would be lazy she says we would sometimes we would just sit back and let our grid fill in i've got a lot of a lot of friends that are high achievers and constantly in pursuit but there's something about this statement not to be lazy because lazy doesn't suit me either i don't really like the word i don't i don't like the word so what is it about that that vibes with me it seemed to make a, a sense like to a degree that you, you sometimes you have to take a step back smell of roses and just have a breath so you can appreciate what you have got because very often we don't appreciate what we have got we don't appreciate what we got till it's gone so yeah that's it i just wanted to get that out there take a step back have a breath if you're an achiever and you're in pursuit all the time have you ever paused to let your grid fill in so that you can then see where you truly are and then you can reassess, refocus and go again. So I'm going to leave that there, guys. It's a little bit of a rambly one. Um, I want to do more of these solos episodes, so hopefully I'll get more clear, more succinct with my, the message I'm trying to convey. What I basically want to get over to you guys is emotions are real. Emotions are there for a purpose. Um, there are no good or bad emotions. There are emotions that just are. Treat them as signposts. Treat them as cause to reflect, review, and understand more about yourself. So thanks for tuning in today. Super appreciate it. I say tap me up, crisisdecretion at gmail.com if you'd like a session. Um, I'd like to meet you. I'd like to meet my audience, um, chat to them, see how I can help them. 
and uh, let's go from there. Let's speak soon. All the best, guys. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram, and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful, and professional people feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging, and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.